I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. just pause right before we started i said to belinda let's make a pop song and then a click go and then we're just like staring at each other like um and then i just started singing that song yeah that'll do that'll do right that's pretty pop i don't think that's a pop song is it i mean it was once a pop song i guess i don't know is it not old uh pop just means popular music so like i mean anything can be popular Right. At any point in time. When yeah, it, babe, you're pretty pop. <laughs> thanks. <laughs> when when the song becomes, you know, less popular, does that make it unpop music? Oh. <laughs> 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 Haven't heard a joke like that in 20 odd years. Wow, yeah. I'm 20 odd years old. Oh. Um... Hey, welcome to You Minipolds, guys. This is Brayden and Belinda. I'm Belinda, that is Brayden. Thanks uh, for joining us on this fine evening. Yeah. Hello, Poltergeist and Exorcisters. Yeah. It's been a while since I said that. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, we are brought to you today by our fantastic patrons. Over at patreon.com forward slash You Minipolds. Head on over there, show your support. We love you. Thank you so much. Have Thank a good day. Thank you so much. Do the thing. You have a good day. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's another late recording here for us, guys. We're starting this recording at 11.20. 11.23. My computer says 11.23. So does mine, but I just wanted to be, <laughs> you know, round down to the nearest round O. Down. Let's be let's be honest with that. Let's have some transparency. How As now, Brown? Jeffrey Star would always say, "I'm oh like to God. be very transparent." And um, it's eleven twenty-three p.m. How many of our listeners do you think know who Jeffrey Star is? I think everyone knows who Jeffrey Star is. Yeah, maybe the controversial queen. Oh, I don't know. I love him though. I just love his energy sometimes. I love how he starts off talking like this, and then he's like, oh, my God. You know what I mean? Jesus. Yeah, well, that's what the audio was like whenever you listen to him. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. What else is new aside from that? I went to the dentist today. Oh, what'd you get done? Um, I just got pretty much an examination and a clean. I have yep. been to the dentist for five years after a very traumatic experience. Yep. Um, but one of our close friends, she is a dentist, and I was like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to someone that I trust and I know that isn't going to hurt me. So yep. 
It hurt a little doing the clean, but I it was very brave. Yeah, you got through it. Hey, guess what? <laughs> and everyone, guess what they have at the dentist? What? They had a TV on the ceiling, and I got to watch Friends. Oh while my I was god! Getting my teeth cleaned and checked. That's amazing. I got like full X-rays. And I got my teeth all scanned for Invisalign. Cool. And it's very exciting. We have like a whole plan of how how we're gonna fix my teeth. So I yeah. need three fillings, and then, and I need a filling replaced. So overall, I need four fillings. Do you need your wisdoms out? I need all four wisdoms removed. I've okay. Got one wisdom tooth that's like growing outwards, and um, the other ones at the back are just starting to like get holes and shit because they're the hardest to clean. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. Not my fault entirely. Get rid of them. <laughs> so, um, three of my wisdom teeth look like they're going to be very easy to remove because they've all got the one root. But my fourth wisdom tooth, the root split into two, but it looks like it's in a good position where we can just yank it out. Okay. And we're going to do one tooth first, like one removal tooth first to see how I go, if I'm all right with it in the chair or if I should be in hospital for it. Okay. I would prefer to be in the chair because it's like less money. A lot less money. <laughs> A lot less. So, yeah, the plan is going to get two of my feelings done at the same time. Then I think probably do another two and then start the removals and then work on Invisalign from then, fix a chip in my tooth and... um. Yeah. Nice, babe. That's, that's, a, the, that's, that's the plan. That's cool. Good stuff. Dentists terrify me. Yeah, but you know what? You should... You know what, babe? I think that if you went and saw Maddie, you would, you'd be fine. I, I know. I felt very relaxed, and that's coming from me. I mean, when she's got, like, the pick thing, picking at my teeth to get... Oh, my God. Like, that kind of was sensitive. <laughs> but... I just breathe through my nose. Hopefully I did. I don't think I breathed half the time. Uh, fair enough. To be honest. I was like, am I breathing? I don't know. I'm watching Friends. Everything is fine. Ow, everything is fine. <laughs> it didn't really hurt that much. Maddie, if you're listening, I promise. That's I would good. have definitely let you know if, it, if I was in a lot of pain. But I just have some very sensitive teeth at the moment. And mm. yeah. Absolutely. So that was my experience going to the dentist. Nice. <laughs> I'm very scared, okay? Last time I went to the dentist, I got my lip drilled and they filed down one of my teeth that wa- that wasn't supposed to be, which I think is what has created a massive cavity now. Damn. Cause they, and they never filled it. They're bloody good dentists, those yeah, ones. Yeah, and I think I paid like 400 something dollars. Well, lucky we've got time. a professional... Yeah. Friend. Yeah. Hey, babe, last week we were on another podcast and we completely blanked on shouting it oh, out. Oh, shit, we yeah. did. Because we were exhausted. We talked about shouting it out before we started the podcast. And then we just didn't. It was like, whew, our mind were like, wow. eh. Anyways. We are assholes. Babe, we were on an episode of Troubling Issues. Yes, with Brad. Yeah, it was so much fun. It was actually really fun. As someone who doesn't read a lot of comics, it was fun. Oh, yeah. The whole thing is about comic books. Yeah. So if you're a comic fan or not, I recommend checking it out. I'm not a big comic fan. All I know is about, like, movies, like, 
superhero movies, but there's so much more to comics than superheroes. Yeah. I didn't really realize that. There was, there's horror comics. There's fucking horror comics. We read through a horror comic together we and did. then we gave our opinion on it. It was a lot of fun. I loved it. And I think you guys will love it too. So check it out. Troubling Issues. We are episode 12. I, I believe that's, yes. that's correct. Yeah. Yeah, go and check that out, guys. Woohoo! Woo! Yeah, good also fun. Also part of a That's Not Canon Productions. Nice. Uh, what have I been doing? What have you been doing, babe? I've gone to the dentist. We've been on another podcast. But what about you? Let's get down to the... <laughs> I haven't been doing anything new. Goody goody. Working uh, out? Yeah, I've just been working out. I really wanted to run 15 to 20 Ks the other day. But I just ran out of time. <laughs> that <laughs> you know? was the only thing that stopped you? Yes, legitimately. I, well, I was going to start in the morning, but then I had... Oh, I didn't have to, but I wanted to take my nephew for a run as well. So we only got in three kilometers in roughly like an hour. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, He's you only know. 10. Exactly. But, and you did and a then, really good job. Yeah, that's it. And then I dropped him back home, and I went back to where we were, and then I did a five-kilometer run on my own. Oscar, you did really well. You did so good, mate. Oh, wait, he listens all the time. Very proud of you. Yeah, Oscar actually smashed it. Yeah, we love you. But by the time I got home, uh, because I came home first after dropping Oscar off, because I need to poop. And then I went and did a 5K run because, you know, you don't want to be that that, that guy that poops while he poop, runs. Yeah, don't want to be that poopy poopy runner. Hey, at least if you get lost, you can just follow your trail of poop back. <laughs> exactly right. <laughs> like Hansel and Gretel, <laughs> except with poo, and it's just you. <laughs> Brayden and the diarrhea. <laughs> no, it wasn't diarrhea. No? It was. I'm trying to think of a play on words with Hansel and Gretel, but I can't think of anything. Okay. I don't think there's much you can do with poo. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, Sorry, yeah, that's really good. You wanted to do a 15 to 20k run. Yeah, but I ended up only getting out five when I went back. And then it was like within 30 minutes of me having to leave to then go and do something else. So I was like, okay, but I'll do it this weekend. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see. What did you have to leave to go and do? Games night with the family. Oh. Yeah. True. And I went and had dinner with Lily. And then we had dinner the next night. And we did. It was wonderful. Yeah, it was very nice. It, it was, was beautiful. Very full. Oh, yeah, your pasta dish. Oh, oh I so didn't realise it was going to be that much. I honestly did not. I'm thinking this is a fancy place. They're going to charge you $100,000 and you're going to get a tablespoon of food. Belinda always has a go at me about not chewing my food because I don't chew my food. This was the first time I've ever seen Brayden actually chew his food more than twice. I paid $42 for a Wagyu beef steak. No, no, no. They didn't have the Wagyu, remember? No, I did. You, I, no, they... you could only get the Black Angus. Oh my god, you're right. I didn't even get Wagyu. No, you paid, and Wagyu was going to be cheaper. Wagyu was like the thirty-six dollars ah. or something. Okay, well, I got I paid forty-two dollars for Black, Black Angus. Angus. It was delicious, but I chewed the shit out of that steak. Oh my god, he okay. The one thing that I fell in love with about Brayden when we first started dating, because we used to be able to go and eat all different kinds of foods before he got all celiac and whatnot. 
I mean, he's always been a celiac, but before we found out. <laughs> and whenever we would go and eat somewhere really good, he would make this food face where he just like closes his eyes, his eyes roll back and he gets this little smile. And I was like, this is the man of my dreams, <laughs> how much he loves the food that he eats. And then for like the first time, probably since you've been diagnosed celiac and if it's not a lemon meringue pie. Oh, I know. Right. Look at the face. He's doing I'll it. I'll do that now. right now. Doing lemon meringue pie. He doesn't even have the lemon meringue pie. <laughs> you know? Anyway, I saw you do the face and I just fell in love with you all over Aww, again. It's I your food you. face. I love, because I love food. And when I see you loving food, it makes me love you more. Oh. Oh, you're so sweet. Thanks, babe. Like a lemon meringue pie. Oh, <laughs> sometimes Although, a little bit sour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> babe, what are we talking about today, babe? Uh, babe, what are we talking about today, babe? <laughs> <laughs> um, I am talking about an alien abduction in Australia. Oh, give us the lowdown. Give you the lowdown. What's the tea? The tea? Oh, my God. Tea, no tea, no shade. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> They can't see us. They can't see us. We're doing all the, you know, the little TikTok hand movements and stuff. That all these young whippersnappers are (laughs) are doing. Okay, so this is now. I feel like this is a very well-known Australian abduction, but I don't know about it. So I'm assuming other people may not know about it either. This is the abduction of Frederick Valentich. I've never heard of it either. No? Let me tell you about it. All right. Okay. So... I got my information from abc.net.au. Nice. Ranker.com, as per usual. That's where I like to find everything. Dailymail.com, I think. It was at one of the Daily Mail sites. I think it was the .com. And then mufon.com, which... So that website has a ton of information on this. Like a good a good scroll and a like two three scrolls of a page worth, Ooh, wow. you know, like with no ads in the middle. Damn. Like it is straight up just information. They have the full transcript. Okay, so this guy disappeared while flying a plane. Oh hell yeah! yeah. And they have the full transcript from when he started calling into the air traffic control. Damn. And they had the full transcript there, and it's like eerie to like look oh, at. Oh, I am read. feeling creeped out already. So, I don't know if aliens are paranormal, but let's get into it. <laughs> Brayden suggested I do aliens, by the way. Yeah. We've talked about aliens before. We have. Yeah, we have. Um, the farm place. Yeah, and I've talked about blob monster aliens. Yeah, true. I did talk about that um, Nameless thing of Berkeley Square. There we go. That one. That's that one, practically I like an that alien one because you got the most chills out of it. I love that one. Yeah, my favorite story ever. So on October twenty first, nineteen seventy eight. That's right. In the spooky season, it was a pilot by the name of Frederick Valentich 
suddenly went missing over Bass Strait towards Tasmania. Oh. After reportedly spotting, spotty, spotting, spotting a UFO. What? What? Frederick was only a young 20-year-old man. That's right, 20 years old. <laughs> I don't know why I just did that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so tired. Okay, Frederick was a 20-year-old man when he was reported missing and never heard from again, and the mystery has never been solved. Oh, damn. Frederick Valentich was born on the 9th of June, 1958, in Melbourne. That's right, Melbourne. Not Melbourne, Melbourne. He lived with his parents and three siblings in Avondale Heights. At the time of his disappearance, he was a shop assistant at an army disposal store at Mooney Ponds. And all I know that starts with Mooney is Mooney Valley, which is a race course. I know that thanks to my dad. Maybe they're similar. I have no idea. (laughs) Okay, so Frederick attended Keylor... Keylor Heights High School up until year 10 and he continued his studies at a private college until graduation. He had twice applied to enlist in the Royal Australian Air Force but was rejected because of inadequate educational qualifications. He was a member of the Air Training Corps determined to have a career in aviation. His student pilot license was issued 24th of February 1977 and his private pilot license in the September. Frederick was studying part-time to become a commercial pilot but had a poor achievement record, having twice failed all five commercial license examination subjects and as recent as the previous month had failed three more commercial license subjects. He'd been involved in flying incidents, straying into a controlled zone in Sydney, for which he received a warning, and twice deliberately flying into cloud, for which prosecution was being considered. Oh my god. According to, I think it's Guido, Guido, Valentich, Frederick's father, Frederick was a firm believer in UFOs, and prior to his disappearance, he had worried about attacks from UFOs. Wow. Frederick wanted to increase his flying hours and planned a flight from Murubin in Victoria to King Island, northwest of Tasmania. He had a Class 4 instrument rating and 150 hours flight experience at the time. Just a simple 235-kilometer flight in a Cessna... 12 light aircraft. Nice. I don't know what that is. <laughs> it's a plane. I know it's a plane, but like, you know, I don't know the specifics. I don't know what it looks like. He left Marimba at... I just said Marimba. Morabin. Did I say Marimba before? Uh, no. It's Morabin. Morabin. At 6.19pm and was reported to have contacted air traffic control in Melbourne at 7.06pm. He had asked if there were any known aircraft in the area, and being assured, there wasn't. He then went on to report that there was a large unknown aircraft flying above him. 
He disappeared after speaking to air traffic control at 7.12pm after saying, It seems to be playing some sort of game. He's flying over me. He also said, The strange aircraft is hovering on top of me again. It is hovering and it is not an aircraft. No one ever heard from him again. Historian Reg Watson said he had been researching the disappearance for over 30 years. And in his professional opinion, Frederick Valentich had an encounter with a UFO. Watson told the ABC that authorities searched for four days, but nothing was ever found. Although five years later, some remnants of an aircraft were found matching the same serial number as the plane Frederick was flying. When documents on Frederick's disappearance were released in 2012, Watson said it backed up his belief that a UFO was involved. Oh, shit. He said there were numerous UFO sightings in 1978, and lights in the sky and cigar-shaped objects had been seen from King Island. Watson had even spoken to residents of the northern coast of Tasmania who say they saw an aircraft around 15 minutes before Frederick disappeared. During Frederick's final recorded transmission to the Melbourne's service unit, 17 seconds of unexplained noise described as being metallic scraping sounds were recorded by DOT air traffic control audio tape. The recording of the tape was sent for analysis by Dr. Richard F. Haynes, former researcher with NASA Ames, AMES, and associate an associate pre- professor of psychology at San Jose State University. Haynes described the sound as 36 separate bursts with fairly constant start and stop pulses, bounding each one and said that there were no discernible patterns in time or frequency. The significance of the sounds, if any, has remained undetermined. Watson says it's been called the biggest flap in Australia's history. I would like to just say there's probably been bigger things. (laughs) In a lot of our Australian history (laughs) that we should acknowledge more than a UFO. I agree. As sightings were seen not only from Tasmania, but also seen as far as South Australia, through the coast of Western Australia, and even up the coast of New South Wales. There were some discrepancies in his plans that night that then sparked some theories. His stated intention was to fly to King Island in Bass Strait via Cape Otway. Otway? I don't know. Never heard these names before in my life. Um, to pick up passengers and return to Murubin. However, he had told his family, girlfriend, and acquaintances that he intended to pick up crayfish. During the accident investigations, during the accident's investigations, it was learned that there were no passengers waiting to be picked up at King Island. He had not ordered crayfish and could not have done so because crayfish were not available anyway. Uh-uh. Frederick's father said he was 40 minutes late setting off uh, to King Island and that he had put his flight plan in with Murubin but never told King Island Flight Service that he was coming. Therefore, they never had the lights on at the airport. 
So this led to into two assumed theories, that he may have planned his own disappearance or that he was planning to die by suicide. But his family said he was a well-adjusted young man with a girlfriend and no history of depression, and he did not have issues with the family. So they do not believe he intentionally meant to disappear. A coronial in- inquiry into the disappearance in 1982 returned an, returned an open verdict where Frederick Valentich was listed as missing and presumed dead. The family erected a memorial plaque on Cape Otway, Otway in 1998, which was unveiled by Steve Robbie or Roby. I think it's Robbie. R-O-B-Y. Yeah. Who was the air traffic controller the night Frederick disappeared and the last person he spoke to. This disappearance was also the inspiration for the TV show, The Kettering Incident. I've never seen that. Me either. And that is all I have on the, as they like to call, I think it's the um, Valentich Disappearance. That's so fucking creepy. His last words, like, hey, they're playing games. They're flying above me. They're hovering. Ugh. And, like, it's not an aircraft. Oh, like, I have... Well, oh, what is no. it? I got goosebumps. It's a fucking giant Watercraft? bird. It's an alien. What do you think, babe? Do you reckon it's actually aliens, or...? I do, of course there's aliens. 100%. I mean, Reg Watson, a historian trustworthy guy 100% he's like UFO he's been studying it for 30 years I think I'd take his word over it <laughs> well I just think that there are aliens I mean the likelihood of there being aliens is just so dramatic and the likely I don't know about the likelihood of them being here but I mean that's fucking creepy even if it was Russian super planes that's still just as that's fucking creepy fucking scary <laughs> The Russians are more scary than aliens. I'll just say that. Well, stay in tuned because I have another one for next week. Oh, hell yeah. I'm hell yeah. Uh, no new reviews this week, but you can That's leave okay. them for us on Apple Podcast, Google Play. Or even if you just want to jump onto our Facebook page and leave a review. Thank you very much. Thank you. We love you. We love you. So today I'm going to be talking about something. <laughs> Wait, sorry. Today <laughs> I'm going to be discussing uh, an interesting supposed case of possession and poltergeist <gasps> phenomena. Oh. Which is usually stuff that is like right up Belinda's alley. Uh, but I couldn't help myself after stumbling upon the case of the Shroudsburg Rain Man. Oh, okay. And I'm not talking about Rain Man, that movie. I don't know what movie. I don't know either. Hey, speaking of rain, do you remember that movie that Steve Martin's in and he tries to make um, a movie within the movie trying to use Eddie Murphy, but like they secretly film him? No. Okay. Does it have to do with rain? Yeah, I think the movie in in the movie is called like Raindrop or something. Uh, okay, yeah, I'm not too sure. That's what reminded me. Anyway, it's a cool movie. If you know what it is, please let me know because I want to watch it. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. 
Anyway, it's so. got Steve Martin, Eddie Murphy, and Eddie Murphy plays two people like per usual. Nice. Okay, go, go, go. So, who exactly is the Shroudsburg Rain Man, you may be asking I yourself. I am asking. Well, the real name of the man is actually Don Decker. I'm, Don Decker. Yeah, and I'm unsure whether or not he's in prison currently. But what? during the time of this story, he w- had he, sorry he was imprisoned for six to eight months due to receiving stolen goods. Fortunately, or unfortunately, in this case for uh, Don, uh, he was placed on temporary furlough from prison on February twenty fourth, nineteen eighty three. 83, uh, in order for him to go and attend his grandfather's funeral. So that means he can get out of prison for a small amount of time, then go into the funeral and go back. Cool. Don's grandfather had actually physically abused him since the age of seven. So Don felt like the storm clouding his life was finally clearing. Pun intended, or was it? Oh, So Don was angry that his parents were glorifying his grandfather instead of vilifying him for all the horrible things that he'd done. And he decided to go and stay at his friend's house, Bob and Jeannie Kiefer. While within the home, Don couldn't help but feel an unshakable and horrible uneasy feeling and sense of dread. He dropped into a trance state whilst in the lounge room, and Bob noticed that water began to drip from the walls, as if water was filtering through the walls themselves. Then the water started dribbling down from the ceiling, and Bob at this point decided it was time to call his landlord Ron. I should point out that there are lots of three three letter names in this story. Fair. Don. That's better. Ron. It's better than Bob. Frederick Valenkick or something. Yeah, very easy easy names. For I me always too. get hard names. I know. I get Why Bob. Do I pick the stories with <laughs> hard names. Hello, Bob. Hi, Bob and Don and Ron and <laughs> and our Bob. I know that's who yeah. you say it. I do. Hey, Bob. How's it going? So, how'd you like the Milo? Was it good? Yeah, but it was. Ron was utterly perplexed as there was no plumbing running through the front portion of the house for a leak to occur. Uh, yeah, there's no, there was no way there could have been a water leak at all. And suddenly things started getting real weird as the water started flooding up from the floor and running sideways along the ground. Ron was beginning to think that something weird was going on, so he called his wife and the police to come and help deal with it. Because who else are you going to call when you have a water leak? Ghostbusters! Or the police. <laughs> or the police. Not a plumber? Yeah, right. Ron wasn't, the, plumber? Ron wasn't the sharpest tool in the light bulb. Um, <laughs> <laughs> officers John Bojan and Richard Wolbert responded to the call and were very confused by the sheer amount of water that was coming through the floors, walls, and ceiling. This is all while Don was still in the trance, so they started worrying that he was potentially responsible for it somehow. The water seemed to be only draining into the room that Don was in. Mmm, suspicious. Ron and his wife decided they need to figure out a way to fix this, so the rest of everyone else needed to leave the house, and uh, the police headed back to the station. 
to report the odd water, and Don and the Kiefers went across the street to a restaurant. After Don left the house, it, it had been 23 hours that he had been in this house and the water had been pouring down around this in the uh, lounge room. Oh, yeah. All the water ceased entirely as soon as he stepped foot outside of the house. And this caused Ron and his wife to believe that Don <laughs> must have been supernaturally responsible in some way for the water. Uh, the restaurant they visited was owned by a family friend, and she had been over to actually visit that day and got a full view of all the rain that was occurring in the lounge room. Being a rather religious woman, she she believed that the rain was being caused by the devil, of course. And as the three, three friends settled into the restaurant, the rain began to fall once again in the restaurant. On the inside of the damn restaurant. Oh, Jesus. Water began spilling down from the walls and from the ceiling. The owner of the restaurant brought over a crucifix. What? And gave it to Don to hold. Don's flesh began to immediately burn oh. under the touch of the cross. She told Don that he needed an exorcism immediately and directed them towards a local church. After leaving the restaurant, the water stopped entirely again. So they returned back to the Kiefer's home. Bob and his wife confronted Don about purposely causing the issues. Uh, It must have been his fault, they thought. Don felt into another trance-like state. Pots and pans began flying around the room and Don's limp body was lifted into the air and tossed across the room. Terrified by the entire ordeal, the police were called again. The police chief this time came with them. Uh, The chief was a hardened skeptic, however, and insisted that the entire issue was caused by plumbing. Uh, There had been no levitation whatsoever and everything was perfectly normal. Of course, he wasn't there to see anything, but that was his opinion. Uh, He ordered the original officers to leave and never come back, not to file a single report on the issue, and asked everyone to go home. This was all just ridiculous. The following day, the three police officers went again against their chief's wishes to the home. One of the police officers had come prepared with another goddamn crucifix and be- and gave it to Don, which began burning his skin. Uh, as Don had laid hands on that crucifix, the water began dropping down from the ceiling once again, and Don was yet again thrown across the room. The officers also noticed three bloody claw marks scratched into Don's neck. So the landlord decided enough enough was enough after hearing about the circumstances once again with the water and called for a priest to be sent out to Don. The priest arrived and performed a lengthy exorcism on him who convulsed through the entire thing and noted the smell of rotting flesh coming from Don. Oh, that's nasty. But everything seemed to calm down, which is good. Okay, that's good. And Don went back to prison to serve the rest of his sentence. But unfortunately, 
the rain continued to follow him and followed him to his cell. His what? cellmate would wake up drenched in water. Yep. Don's not just, like, throwing buckets of water at his mate. Uh, and the guard tri- guards thought it'd be funny to try and convince Don to test the capabilities of his gift, I say loosely. <laughs> and Don managed to make it rain in the warden's office briefly, wetting the warden. Whoa. Yeah. That's freaky. I'm actually getting goosebumps. Yeah. My nipples are hard. That's freaky. <laughs> Another exorcism was performed in the prison... And Don was seemingly cured of his rain curse after that. Don was released from prison and went on to live a relatively regular life. That was until 2012 when Don, the Stroudsburg Rain Man, was convicted of a new crime. Guess what it was, babe? What was it, baby? Arson. <laughs> what? <laughs> He he just changed elements like that? Yeah, I'm done with all this rain. (laughs) Fucking burning shit now. (laughs) Yeah. So that's the story of the Stroudsburg Rain Man. I got my information from MysteriousUniverse.com and also UnsolvedMysteries.Fandom.com which is always a fun one to go go and check them out. I think that's all we have time for, babe. Okay, the hiccup burps. That's I liked your story. Thanks, babe. I that liked was yours. very interesting. I'm looking forward to another spooky abduction, abduction? story. And yeah. here's a hint, just to keep you waiting and uh, intrigued. It's also from Australia. Oh, let's just call Australia the world's capital for UFO takings, <laughs> and that nice. one place in America. Roswell. Yeah, what was it called? Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, we go. There it is. I was going to say Wendigo Ranch. I was like, <laughs> that's not it. That's not Close it. Close enough. If you want to find us, where can you go? You mean a poltergeist.com. Well, everything you need is there. Every single link that you want to do with us is there. And anything other is there too. Yeah, maybe. Tell your mum about it. Tell your wildest dreams will come true. Tell your auntie, tell your uncle, tell that neighbor friend down the road that you've never spoken to. Tell the creepy guy living in your attic. By the way, check your attic. <laughs> yeah. That's if you have, have a basement, for. stay out of your basement. Oh, yeah, don't Sorry, go down there. No, that's all right. That's all we have time for. Thanks very much. We're going to go to bed. Don't forget to exercise regularly. Goodbye. Good night. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.